Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hello and welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. Uh, this is your host, Carter Rodriguez, Justin Rowan. We're giving him the night off. So to join me is our permanent third wheel, Ryan Morton. How you doing, Morton? Thank you. Um, always the bridesmaid, never the bride, but I can live with it. For this podcast, technically, yeah, that's exactly what you are. Uh, the Cavs are coming off a fresh 113-102 loss to the Pistons. That was not remotely as close as the score indicates. Um, but that's okay. Uh, better than usual. It's better than usual because normally the, the score is as bad as it indicates. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby We're not playing steps. The- who the hell did they beat? The Hornets. Yeah, they're you know who just lost to the yeah. Hornets, the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, so one could argue those two teams are just as good as one another. Um, yeah, a two-game losing streak ain't shit, man. <laughs> Twenty-four more games to go. Yeah. Um, Alan Sexton's looking uh, not bad. Your thoughts? Um, I mean, he looks like a guy that is growing, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> and I, I've mentioned this about a million times, but it still happens to me crazy. Like, you know, five games in, people are like, oh my God, I don't see how he's ever going to be good. And he's five games in. And, yeah. you know, earlier today, one of my friends, someone who's very dear to me, and hopefully he doesn't hear this, but he probably will. Like, man, I just watch and, you know, how is he going to succeed with the shot selection? And it's like, bro. Are we talking about our good friend, Jeff Nomina? <laughs> friend of the pod. I love you, Jeff. Um, like, obviously, if he does not grow at all from having played three weeks in the NBA, he probably will not have a great career. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, there's, there's I think a lack the offense of is definitely – Yeah, I mean, the offense is definitely ahead of the defense right now. Um, and, yeah, the shot selection is mediocre at best, but, like, 
same time, he is going to have to hit some of these threes if he's going to be an efficient offensive player. And to his credit, he keeps making them, dude. And, and that's where you want to build, right? Like you need to build. So if you're going to build a house, you need a foundation to build on. And is that how want, that works? Yeah, you want to eradicate the mid range, but you you need to start somewhere. So you let him establish a comfort zone. He's comfortable taking these mid range shots. You wish he wouldn't. He's doing well shooting the three, and you have a basis to move him back and say, "Look, look how well you're doing this thing." Not so great, you know, um, and we've seen a lot of players that are not DeMar DeRozan. As you show them these numbers, they they kind of acclimate to that. So I don't think it's terrible. Like there's, you know, he's still shooting over 90% on his free throws. He's shooting well for threes. He's not getting blocked as much as he was, which is something yeah, that, that matters. Guy. Yeah, yeah I thought that was a thing he was going to have to work on because he is just a little small. Um, right. and, uh, I think he's 10 of 14 on his last 14 threes. Ooh. Like, yeah. I know that's not like going to maintain, obviously, cause he's not like the best shooter of all time. Like the Celtics can tell you about how a rookie's three point shooting is not always sustainable. Um, <laughs> Hey, he's only 19 and that's true. Um, can you believe that he's only 19? Can you believe that he's yeah. a rookie hitting threes yeah. and is also only 19? Can't even believe it. Um, no, that whole team was like – that whole team ran into a sophomore wall, um, even though not all of them were uh, sophomores. So very uh, sad. Yeah, not sad about it at all. Um, yeah, but Sexton's three is going. Um, he still doesn't get all the way to the rim as well as you'd like on offense, but like – and he is going to have to – I think if he's going to hit – be the kind of player we need him to be, He's not. He's going to need to be a, a better free throw drawer, but it's not like he's terrible, you know. Right, and you know you expect a lot of that. That's those are the areas where where I would expect growth, right? So as you progress through your NBA career, you're going to learn change of pace. You're going to learn, um, you know, he's going to need several different escalation moves as far as changing his angle and his speed to the basket. And as you gain weight and muscle, you're going to be able to finish more and seek out more contact. So I, I think those are things that are perfectly normal. Um, doesn't mean he's going to be great. I don't know. Probably not. But yeah, almost no I, one is. Yeah. So and he's the but eighth I, pick. I, think, I think this is a basis to build on. You're talking about, you know, an eighth pick. Um, and it's not bad. I mean, there's, there's promising things there. I don't think he's supposed to be a – franchise changing piece i think he's supposed to be a supplemental piece to the things that these next two years of what looks like it's going to be really bad basketball are going to bring you yeah you know maybe this is like too simplistic i it probably is he has officially hit the point where i'm happy to see him checking in yeah and that's not insignificant because there was a stretch where i was like oh geez <laughs> i mean he's supplanted and this is heresy but oh no i know you're saying it aren't you i am i am much happier to see him in games and i am happy to see i'm almost shedding a tear when i say this i'm taking a break from jetty our large adult son my largest five years of of jetty tweets are being thrown out the window right now 
He's been oh. pretty not great. Though he had a couple good quarters today, and that made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Um, he I'm going to blame that. the back injury. You know, I mean, he looked really good for a couple games. You've got an ever-changing role. He's moved up to power forward a bit. He hurt his back. Um, there's there's a lot happening there. I don't know that they even have, like, defensive coaches. I mean, we know they – Or offensive them. coaches, incidentally. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's a lot there. I mean, he's also shown some things that, that you like and that you can build on. But, man, he's been having a rough couple weeks. Yeah, he just can't score right now. Um, and they've kind of taken the ball out of his hands, like – and ultimately, like, that's probably a mistake. Like, even if he's going to struggle, like, you'd rather have him running some pick and roll than, like, Rodney Hood, who I just can't I – Ryan, I can't watch him come off another stupid dribble handoff. <laughs> um, yeah. give a lot to just send Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson somewhere nice. Yeah, uh, I mean, Clarkson has at least done done the thing where it's like, okay, he's going to have a good five-minute stretch where it's like we we might get to see the Cavs close a gap if things break just right. Like, Rodney is just brutal, man. And, like, I, I can't see him pass up another open three to attack a flat-footed defender and run straight into his chest. <laughs> oh. Have you noticed how many open threes that guy gets that he just doesn't take because he's, like, I can like get he's around assuming a closeout is coming, but a closeout isn't coming. Like, if yeah. guys closed out as fast on Rodney Hood as Rodney Hood thinks they do, Man. then it would be he would be one of the best uh, attackers in the game. That reminds me of something I saw at the beginning of the game. Um, something I haven't seen all year, actually. Somebody closed out too hard, and, and we were talking about Colin's shot earlier. Yeah, yeah, he, he blasted by him. Right, so his his shot has, and hopefully has garnered some attention, or has shown you, you know, where it needs to be to garner attention for him to be able to use his speed to get to the basket. I don't know that I've seen anyone respect his shot that much all year. So that was a um, that yeah. that was a good development. I mean, and it's an elementary move, right? Everyone should be able to attack a closeout. But again, that's the kind well, of thing we're dealing making. with elementary moves and elementary right. growth. Yeah, and and I think that's fair, right? Yeah, like you're just, you're just trying to see basketball skills as as you grow a teenager into an NBA player. Yeah, uh, and I thought, yeah, I think this is one of Colin's best games. I mean, eighteen and four in twenty four minutes on ten shots is nothing to uh, to sneeze at, um, and no turnovers, which is nice. Um, right. Yeah. You know, funny enough, the Cavs like didn't have that horrible of an offensive game. I mean, they had only nine turnovers only 16 assists because no one can pass or dribble on the team. Um, They're not defending anybody. <laughs> ooh, no, they are not, man. Um, <laughs> man, Larry was uh, – hmm. Larry has been a uh, high-key not great, Bob. Yeah, things are looking bad for Akron's second favorite son. Yeah, he might be their third favorite behind Keith Dambrod or something uh, oh, at this rate. it's. Wardell's it, making up ground. <laughs> Speaking of, Wardell more athletic than Russ Westbrook Curry. Uh, uh, or so Twitter tells me. You know, you know it's always going to be a bad day when RPM comes out. It's the worst day of the year, Ryan. The worst basketball day of the year. The RPM is posted. 
Um, I have seen. I think. I think Justin tweeted something. Yeah, Justin tweeted something like, "A lot of people don't have to watch games for the rest of the year now." Right. Like Um, they're off. And that's nothing against statistics or of course not. Oh, there's so many great. We're not mouth breathers here. We we appreciate a good stat. There's so many great and useful things that you can use, and I just haven't found a worthwhile application for something that. I mean, they don't even tell you how it's used, and we've all had these same talking points for years. So this is probably boring people. Um, but all I saw say is Jeremiah Engelman or whatever the fuck his name is should stand <laughs> trial. <laughs> hey, it's your show. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be listening to this one. <laughs> I think I've we're seen, safe. I've seen at least a hundred tweets today. Don't from, add him from various teams. Oh yeah, if you're that guy that wants to bring someone into the conversation. Don't do it. It's public. We don't care. But you're just being a chatch. Like, don't, you know, let him find it organically. And I don't think either of us are going to – I mean, A, I didn't say it. And B – You didn't deny it, though. You work for ESPN, and you probably make more than I do. Go home and eat a sandwich. You should have just sat there and ate your food. Um, You you managed to trick nerds across the world. So (laughs) who's the real winner here? I've seen so many tweets there, like, here's how your Sixers rank in RPM. Here's oh. where their Pelicans are ranked. Like, RPM, least favorite days on the NBA calendar is uh, RPM day, schedule release day. Uh, I, I think those have got to be the two worst for me. Because it's just like, yeah, I, could, I could not possibly care what the best game on March 17th is. In you, um, late August. It's actually kind of wild that, that you and most women have the same least favorites uh, when old RPM comes through. Because the worst <laughs> stat ever created matches my initials, and it's absolutely infuriating. <laughs> What's your middle name, Ryan? Something incredibly Irish. Don't worry about it. I would love to hear it. <laughs> no, I'm not giving out my government. Um Ryan. So, Ryan, another thing we could probably talk about is David Nwaba. Yeah, I was going to get there, but I, I still want to know your your middle name. That's Percival? <laughs> oh, man. Can I guess embarrassing that- ones to, the, to try to coax the more reasonable? It's not embarrassing. It's like literally the most common name on the planet. Um, but... Potato? Potato. <laughs> Okay, not that Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, Nova looks great. Um, Ryan Potato Morton. It's, it's a fitting name for your personality. Look um, out, folks. He's got a lot uh, of carbs and starch. Do you think uh, Nova should just be starting at this point? Um, just no. if nothing and- else for my for our spirit. <laughs> and, and I don't think they're in a position where you can make spirit starts. Right. And, oh, and I think a lot has been made okay. of, listen, l- 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 hear me out. A lot has been made of, Oh, they signed Waba and they haven't given him a chance to make good on his make good contract. Well, they offered him two years and he wanted one. They didn't want the one he wanted the one. And two, like you gotta play these guys. If you want to trade them, you know, you're still in November. You're still, I would think hoping to find a taker for Rodney hood. 
hoping to find a taker for Jordan Clarkson. Um, George Hill's going to come back, and you're going to want something for him. So you got to play, you know, all these guys that none of us want to see. And no offense to any of them, they're just, you know, guys that have been around for a while on a team that doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Um, so best wishes. Please make your money in a different city. Uh, we wish you all the best. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I remember you were saying this about Zizic, um, about people kind of like fretting about him not getting to play. And it's like, we'll find time. <laughs> it's, it's a long year. Yeah. Like, um, I don't, there's nothing I, I don't know about Ante Zizic. Yeah. You know, in November. It's <laughs> speaking of Zizic, it's been a it's been a rough uh Kevin Love out time for him where you were hoping he might like, you know, make good with the extra time. He barely can hold on to the onto the basketball. Although he had a right. decent total garbage time fourth when no one was trying to stop him. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, um he has an NBA skill, one NBA skill, in that yeah. he has really incredible touch around the rim. I mean it seems like you see that weird ass floater he put up? <laughs> that just rolled through in the fourth. Yeah, anytime he's near the hoop. I mean, I think he's shooting like what seventy-five percent this year. Got to be up there. Like I mean, he barely crazy. shoots. And but his shots are sometimes like he he makes contested layups. He he really does have great touch around the rim. But man, I don't know what else is there. And that's yeah. but in fairness, I guess like him in- having that one NBA skill is like one more NBA skill and one you would think the Cavs would actually kind of need. Um, at least this stupid team, but I guess it doesn't really matter, you know. Um, well, just, and maybe if they had like a shooter, a second oh, shooter, shooter, a third shooter, yeah, like, I can see where if you had a lot of guys that defended pretty well and could shoot, where he'd have some use, right? He rebounds well, he has great touch around the basket, um, he seems to set a decent enough screen. But man, he does not move his feet on defense. He just can't. I mean, he's yeah. He's also like all still sneaky, pretty weak. Mm, sneaky. I wasn't expecting you to go with weak. I heard that sneaky, and I was like, okay. No, no, I wasn't going to go I with Rachel Cody. No, it's yeah. just like he's big, but he's not very strong. Like Petulia was just manhandling him a lot when he was like trying to fight for position. Same with Drummond, like. And those guys, and I mean, both those guys are strong dudes. Don't get me wrong, but like he does get bullied quite a bit. It's not like in summer league where you know if you are a fan of Zizic, you saw him kind of muscling through six eight, you know, G leaguers. It's just a right. Zizic is actually like one of those great test cases for like, oh no, that's the difference. <laughs> like that's the difference between the G League and the NBA. It's very like he's like perfectly right in the middle of those two things where you can really see his limitations. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of 4A to him. Who? Um, 4A. Oh, yeah. You're not like a baseball thing. Triple uh, A. You're not. Yeah, quadruple A is the bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, other than that, you know, it's like there's not that much to discuss with this roster right now. I think – Oh, there's way more interesting things to discuss in the NBA, man. Oh, yeah. The NBA is great. Um, it's Wizards Day. Oh, uh, what a Wizards Day, indeed. <laughs> the, the Washington Wizards are coming apart at the seams. This is, it doesn't, like, this is a day so blessed that the Cavs being terrible does not matter. 
Um, Kevin Durant, full-on melting down. It's It's been a banner year for you somehow. Hey, man, I never lose. Cavs might lose. You guys might lose. I do not lose. Yeah, you find your you find your wins. Uh, the thing that's funny about Wall is like it, based on my very marginal reading of the situation. Um, it seems like the altercation started by Scott Brooks asking him to care, <laughs> and he was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> hey, I'm really sorry about that, though. <laughs> Uh, how do you get in a fight with Jeff Green? Who, Jeff, who fights? Jeff, the chillest dude on earth, Green. Jeff Green is the most happy to be here, and I mean that in a good way. Like he's the most happy to be here person, other than Jetty, that I have ever encountered. Yeah, everyone loves internet. Jeff Green. Everyone loves Jeff Green. Every time he speaks in public, he's just like, "Yeah, you know, I almost died. I almost couldn't play basketball anymore." I'm just really happy to exist, man. And wow, I get to play basketball professionally. Isn't that great? And John Wall managed to run afoul of that man. <laughs> uh, and even, did you see this tweet that Justin responded to? This guy said, this uh, Wizards blogger, his name's Ben Mehik. He writes for the Step Back and Bullets Forever. He said I, about the trade rumors. Uh, that Wall and Beal were on the market. If the report is true, shame on Ted Leonsis for selling John Wall a fake dream, only to value a historically awful GM more than the sacrifices Wall has made for the franchise. What sacrifices? My guy, he's going to be getting paid $46 million when he's 34. <laughs> like, I mean, he's real. He played through a broken hand. Didn't he get up to like $47 million? Yeah, it's like 46 and some change, oh, maybe closer. Jesus Christ. Like the average, the average of his deal that starts next year. Doesn't next it start year? His deal starts <laughs> next year in the AAV is $42 million per season. Yeah, he goes up to 46.8 <laughs> uh, in 2023 when he's 32. And, uh, oh, oh, my I thought God. It was- Man, I thought he was older. And so that's the other thing. Like, yeah, but he's going to – I mean, he's going to be playing like 30. This is not a guy who's going to last in the NBA past, past 33, 34. So, yeah, he can't shoot, and he's got bad knees, and he looks – He's fat. For him, like – yeah, he looks – well, I was going to say, I'm fat. Yeah. But for him, he looks heavy as hell. And he's got all your washed player traits, right? He got the braids. He – has Dude, the twisties the is the is the is where where careers go to die. Yeah, you get the twisties and you get the sleeves after like a decade in the league. Um, <laughs> Dwight Howard has them. Um, I mean, yeah, you get those those late bloomer tattoos. I and- love the Dwight. Dwight actually is just sneak. Dwight's uh, recent capacity to put up great stat lines in 20-point losses in the last two years has been truly uh, inspiring. Like, they were down, like, 20. I'm like, oh, man, everyone would be having a terrible game. I was like, Dwight at 25 and 17. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, you know, if you were watching, it wouldn't look good. It wouldn't look right. No. It, um... I actually feel bad. I never thought I'd say this, but I feel bad for Dwight. Oh, yeah, totally, his dude. Injury, his injury sounds miserable. <laughs> He's hurt all the time. 
it clearly ruined his career. And like, unlike a lot of guys who get hurt and it ruins their career, um, no one wants to admit that that's what ruined Dwight's career. Well, because it's not something that's like super visible, right? Yeah, like, nobody like his knows back about got hurt and he couldn't jump quite right anymore. Yeah, nobody knows about a back. Like you see a dude dragging his leg and you're like, oh man, yeah, that. You know, he's well, the knees blew him up, but and there's also and, like just the general no one liked him and Shaq. I think Shaq truly poisoned the well against Dwight. Like in the narrative, uh, maybe. I like, mean, I know Dwight also is a shitty person and no one likes him. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he a lot of himself by being so big and whining so much. Like, man, yeah, totally. Playing the Cavs, the Cavs playing those Magic teams were just a nightmare and infuriating like he's elbowing people in the head and then I'll never forget him knocking big Z out. Yeah. That was like, I've never seen a person fall slower than (laughs) after he got that stray elbow. I tried to find it on YouTube like a year ago. So I was trying to, I was trying to explain to someone like how he got absolutely destroyed and it took him a full nine seconds to hit the floor. Man, how fun would this team be if it had 37-year-old Z on it? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I don't know how old he is now, but just that guy that would shoot threes but not really move a whole lot. I, I don't loved, care. I loved that, man. Hell, I want Channing Fry to be that guy. Put him in the game. I don't give a shit. <laughs> they got to play him on Wednesday. They absolutely – they should play him all – I don't. I really don't see the point in not playing him. It's not like they're doing that. It's not like they're working towards anything. That's they the should. thing about, like, why it was like, why not just start Nwaba? They're not working towards anything or You're doing working anything. towards trading these guys. Are they? Well – Are dot, 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 they? <laughs> I mean, you'd, I guess that's true. You would hope they are. That's what would make sense to me. But – I mean, this was their attempt at contending, so. Yikes. <laughs> hey, man. It's not a rebuild, every, God damn it. Every one of, like, the top six players in the draft looks amazing, so. Yeah, let's, uh, let, let's hit on. I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on these guys, but uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about the draft. We've said it a million times, but if you're going to suffer through this Cavs season with us, you're going to need some skin in the game. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. There's so much to bet on. College basketball, NFL, NHL, pretty much any, any sport you want. Uh, it's the one bet we know you're going to be happy with all year. We recommend these guys because we really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week. MyBookie's going to give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM, not to mention they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code BLUEWIRE to get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. You play, you win, you get paid. I'll tell you what, these ad reads are easier when you can uh, play a little tag team with your co-host, but uh, without Justin, we, we, we trudge on. All right, uh, we're back. 
with Ryan Morton of fearthesword.com, our loyal third wheel. Uh, Mort, you just said draft looking very good. Have you watched much or are you just sort of depending on the internet to inform you? Because I know you're not much of a college basketball guy. I have actually dragged myself to watching a couple Duke games. Um, this and it's is almost bad. not terrible. This is how bad it is. Yeah, Duke's actually a little viewable. And um, the Cavs are to the point where the bar by my apartment is now playing college basketball pretty frequently. Um, yeah, it's funny. I'm so used to being in Columbus, which like ultimately does not give a shit about the Cavs. I would, I would argue. Oh, not like, at all. Like it's just so OSU crazy that nothing else can really exist in that space except like maybe the Browns on an NFL Sunday. But like, yeah, for it to be flipping for you in your neighborhoods, that's right. It's not great, Bob. Imagine though. Imagine for me for a moment, Ryan, and walking up to the all, walking all up the to that bartender and saying, "Excuse me, sir." Could you please put on Cavs Pistons? <laughs> it's on. It's always the Cavs. They, they're they're still always on, and they still have drink specials and stuff at all the bars I I really go to. But um, man, it is not obviously. It's it's not moving bodies a whole lot. And college basketball, and it helps that there's somebody on all the top teams, right? Um, you have the kids from Duke. You have. Keldon Johnson in Kentucky. You have uh, Little in. You have been watching. Wow. Yeah, in North Carolina. Um, who's the kid from Indiana? Uh, uh, Romeo uh, Langford, I think his name yeah. is. Langford in. Indiana. I haven't watched him at all. Um, there's there's some Indiana around here with it being Big Ten. Uh, Quentin Grimes in Kansas. Um, USC yeah. even has a player this year. So yeah, it does kind of feel to me though, like it's, I mean, ball ball and Oregon as well. It does kind of feel, yeah, like, you know, yeah, I'm not that high on him. It feels like it's like the top three guys is really where the drop off is, but I, you know, yeah. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, definitely. It seems like those are the guys that, that are going to be amazing. Here's the thing. And this is so incredibly early, right? So, it shouldn't matter. The only thing I worry about with college players, and this is the only ones I've really looked into is kids from Duke. RJ Barrett does not get any steals or blocks. And if you're listening to that and you think I'm a giant dumbass, I totally, that matters. I totally understand. Cause it sounds like the dumbest thing to worry about. Um, but I mean, we've had so many arguments, right? Going back to like 2013 when they had to, uh, when they were drafting in your Wiggins, and how they apply their athleticism really shows up in those steal and block numbers. Um, Doug McDermott is a guy that comes to mind. He had like six blocks over his entire college career. So, you know, it's something that probably changes, but it's something worth keeping an eye on. Because if they get to the end of the year and Cam Reddit or not Cam Reddit, sorry, RJ Barrett only has. RJ Barrett currently, just for a frame of reference, zero blocks two steals on the season in four games. Right. And so that means he played tonight and had zero and zero. Cause it was at two when I looked after three games. Yeah. So and and, a, and, a mediocre three mediocre games in a row, by the way, really for him. Right. He, he so, shot five of 14 tonight. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you need more than four games. 
it's not the end of the world, but a, a kid that that's athletically dominant, um, not hitting the three, not applying it in ways that you see Cam Reddish and Zion Williamson. I mean, Zion is blowing up both those categories and Reddish is averaging like two or three steals a game. So dumb thing that I pay attention to, but more often than not, when you look at, at players that really I poppingly don't fill up either of those categories, you're going to find some guys that cannot defend at all because they don't apply their athleticism properly. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on and uh, not something I'd really been tracking very well. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. For what it's worth, Zion had his first bad shooting game, 5 of 11. Um, bad. Uh, and uh, But still managed five steals. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy that's all over the court. Like, Yeah. So I would currently say RJ third. And Reddit, Reddish is such a weird case, but I, I, yeah. I think he's going to be the kind of – it feels like he's the riser because he's a little bit bigger than RJ. Um, I think he's like 6'8", 6'9", whereas Reddish – or Barrett's 6'7", 6'8". Um, and Reddish can fucking shoot, man. He's taking eight threes right. a game right now and hitting 44% of them. Right. That's where I think, you know, he is a guy that I really like. And um, you know what's interesting with him is that he does have the book. The book on him is that he doesn't really love the game or doesn't, you know, doesn't have the crazy passion or the fire. But I will say he is like so willing as a shooter. Like there are a lot of these guys who kind of want to sit and survey. Like the second he has an inch on a closeout, he's firing. That's what you need today. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he's more prototypical than Barrett. He feels more modern. I'm glad Justin is not on this show right now because he would literally murder me. Yeah. Um, I I mean, if you get, if you put a gun to my head right now, I would still probably go with Barrett first actually, just because I think he kind of, I just understand him in the pro game the best and think he fits the Habs the best. And I think it's so close between these guys. I just, dude, I just don't trust the, I don't trust the Cavs with Zion. I don't think they're going to do it right. <laughs> oh, he's a point guard. What? <laughs> Why like, they're just going to do something weird, you know? Right. No, I could see that. Um, man, yeah. I'm actually embarrassed at how much I'm paying attention to this stuff now. Yeah, you November. mentioning, like, five college players and one of whom I, I, I wasn't quite sure of. I was like, oh, shit. Mort <laughs> is paying attention. <laughs> Listen, wow. man. Um it's a it's a good year. It's actually a year where a lot of these guys, you know, um, and there's a lot of bad free throw shooters among them. So that's something else to pay attention to. Uh, Kelvin Johnson and Nasir Little don't hit free throws, which is a bad trend when you're projecting their shooting ability. Yeah, RJ is only at fifty nine percent for the year. It's weird, right? Um, and there's I think there's another one for a Reddish uh, who hasn't missed a free throw yet. But right, he hasn't yeah. really drawn a lot either. So, um, yeah, it's it does feel like it's going to be that way. But let's uh, before we wrap it up, we have to we got elephant we, in the room. We got we got to talk about it more. On Wednesday, LeBron comes to town. Um, <sighs> had, yeah, hugely sign inducing. Um, it's going to be weird. Um, how did? Before we jump into the Varden article, I'm just curious. How are you feeling? Um, I mean, it's fine, you know. So, I, 2016 was so freeing because every yeah. time he was here in Miami, it's like – He was it, like 
It was, it was so, this, ugh, yeah. Yeah, it was a banner of like what you missed out on, right? And so I think you see a lot of that now um, with Heat fans. Like it's been four years and, and there's Miami Heat publications that still go on about did LeBron need us or do we need him? And it's like the reason that happens is because you have something tangible that you miss. Like he left and he won another title. When he left here, he won multiple titles. And it's like, man, he could have been winning titles here. Yeah. I don't feel like it at that point, you know, not while KD is in golden state. Um, and even then, if he were to leave, like, I don't think the Cavs are capable of retooling in a meaningful way once they dealt Kyrie. Um, and yes, yeah, so there's just like a lot of closure there. Like they won the title in maybe the coolest possible fashion you could. And that 52 year old bandaid was ripped off. And so now it's just like, hey, man, like there's a dude from, you know, about 10 minutes away. He's back. That's pretty dope. How do you think the reception's going to be? Um, I'll bet he gets some cheers because I think the Cavs are going to try to induce them. And I think the they're way, playing a tribute video. Yeah. I think the way Game Ops handles this stuff, like everyone kind of makes fun of that. And like, sure, I get it. But like, it's going to when you play a video of him blocking Iggy, yeah. people aren't going to be able to help it. They're just going to want to cheer. I think, I think he's going to get a pretty warm reception because I think all the people that would give him a negative reception are going to be at home on their computers and on the phone calling the local radio station. Oh, that's but, a good point. You know, the people that are so mad about it, and, and, you, and we see not a ton. That's the other thing. Like, we don't see anywhere near as much as – um, we would have, you know, five years ago. So there's the internet reception has seemed decent enough already. And all the people that seem really mad about it that are commenting to me are people that, you know, are probably not going to go to the game anyway. Um, yeah. And, and surely some of them are, and it's not to disrespect them at all, but I think it's going to be a minority. And I think once they show that video, you know, especially compared to the product that's currently on the court, I think people are going to give him the respect he's earned. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I, I'm sure there will be a smattering of boos, and that will um, allow dipshits on Twitter to victory lap about how shitty Cavs fans are. Oh yeah, well yeah. Um, I mean, they'll do. We'll, we'll find a way. Someone in Cleveland will find a way to let you know um, whoever wants to be that guy. Uh, post a, a six-second video clip and be like, wow, man, they're really awful. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck those people. In yeah, you fairness. Cuss, you cuss a lot. Oh, come on. Don't do that. That's so rude. Does anyone, has anyone informed Blue Apron? Uh, Blue Wire. Oh. You uh. dick. <laughs> um, yeah, I... So I think the next step with this discussion is the, is the Varden article uh, where he kind of says the Kyrie trade was the beginning of the end. And I guess this is what I don't like about LeBron is the, um, is the retconning of history. And he's right. so good at it, man. Yeah. I mean, like he is such a master. Um, he's such a master at controlling the message. Right. Well, but a lot of that is also stuff we knew, right? So he's a master of controlling the message and the message is mostly probably true. And um, I would argue, I just think, 
I just can't shake the idea that everyone there are so many people that seemed to to know right away that he was going to LA. Like, right. After the title in 2016, like maybe he wouldn't have gone right away, but like so that's the thing, right? Things like, had been determined is my general point. It felt like Kyrie knew. I think Barden mentioned in a final thoughts piece recently, or no, Lloyd mentioned in his, in his yeah. Tristan Thompson profile. Like it felt like Tristan knew that LeBron was gone before a long time before the rest of us. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people knew and, and we all said last year, like that seemed like the reason Kyrie was so determined to not be around. Right. And yeah. so that's where the brilliance of LeBron in these situations comes in. Like the throwaway quote is that that was the beginning of the end. Cause we know that's the part that is not true, yeah. but everything around it is yes. either true enough or believable enough that we can focus on that and say, Oh, this is what drove him away. Um, no, I mean, the reason Kyrie wanted to leave was because there's no trust in the organization, you know, while LeBron is gone and you know, he would have been mired here probably forever. And hopefully that's not the case, but I mean, there's no reason to think otherwise. They were terrible before LeBron came back. This is their attempt at contending now. Yep. Not great. Um, And, you know, I mean, we've seen no organizational continuity, all the guys on the title team gone. Yeah. You know, everyone's blown up. You don't keep a general manager. You don't keep the assistant general manager. You don't keep, um, your head coach for more than six games. You didn't keep Jim Boylan because you wanted. Yeah, it's to cut- so funny because the Cavs don't deserve LeBron organizationally. Right. But then, like I still can't help but want to push back when everyone goes, "Yep, uh, Gilbert lost him." And it's like he's so good at ducking that like culpability of like, "Yeah, I was already planning on leaving." But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it can be both, right? Like clearly the yeah. Cavs are mismanaged, but immediately in 2016, like it seemed pretty, pretty obvious and, you know, it, it was contestable, but especially after the move was made, all the people that are like, well, yeah, you know, and all the people that were saying LA the entire time, you know, for two whole years, um, really seems to make drive home the point that he was doing that regardless. And his kids and, didn't really want to live here anymore. Yeah. And he's so smart too, because he also doesn't all the way commit. Uh, he's not like a Paul George. He's like, yeah, I'm signing in LA if 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 you don't trade me or whatever, um, because he's also not dumb enough to close the door. Like if if something weird happened with LA and they looked even worse than they do now, or like something you know, like things weren't lining up, he always had the chance. He always had the option to go back. He never closed that door, but it seemed pretty obvious that he had like it was all but closed for quite some time. Um, but you know, I guess whatever, you know, like I'm not mad about it. No, like, I mean, it, it's just kind of the way it is. I just kind of wish the victors rewrite history. Right? Yeah. And he kind of gets to and set that narrative because, and also like, LeBron and yeah. And also like, <laughs> like wh- what is the better article for Joe Varden to write? Like. <laughs> The one uh, with the one with a direct conversation with LeBron James, right. or the one where he speculates that LeBron was leaving anyway, right? And the Cavs aren't in a position where they can, you know, as was very famous of the last um, tanking years. You know, it seems like there would be a Dan conference every few months, or he'd be on the broadcast, or you know, yeah, um, some form of gusto. And I mean, it's so bad right now 
that I don't know that I've ever seen his, and it's crazy because they just won a title within the last two years. I mean, this is probably the worst I've ever seen his reputation. Um, not nationally, because nationally it was destroyed after that letter. The letter, yeah. But it built back up a bit. He, he stayed out of the way in 2016. So yeah. now it's, it's back down nationally and locally. It, yeah, is- everyone knows that LeBron, like, and I, maybe LeBron was always going to go to L.A. Cause, or leave because he hated Dan. It feels like there's other factors at play, even more than just the movie career. Uh, I've always wondered if there was some handshake deal with Nike or something. There was some factor, but like that lifetime deal. I mean, eh, he could get that. He'd be worth that here. He's worth that anywhere. But opening up that market that had been so anti LeBron to to his gear. I mean, I would love to see, dude. I'm sure Forbes or Rovell will have something on it. I would really love to see the economic impact of on Nike of opening up that entire LA market or the, and further out, you know, the entire Kobe market basically that hated LeBron cause he's vastly better than Kobe literally from the moment he stepped on a basketball court. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, when I was in LA uh, for a couple of weeks for work, I mean, I can't tell you how much like LeBron gear is just like every fucking where, I mean, right. Like, yeah, there are these annoying Kobe stands that make you think that the city doesn't want him. And maybe deep down they don't. But, like, overall, like, there's so much excitement. And it just feels like there's something there. And, you know, no one likes conspiracy theorists. But, hell, there was rumors of him going there, like, a week after they won the title. What else are we supposed to do? What else are we have to deduce some weird shit, you know? I mean, we still got – it is barely Thanksgiving – there's still about five and a half months left. So I wonder if uh I wonder if there will ever be a legitimate definitive LeBron James like autobiography. Like that is not completely controlled by him. Or not autobiography, just biography. Sorry. Right. Like I, I wonder if we'll so. ever get the real LeBron story. I don't think so because by the time that would be around, you know. Uh, I guess it all depends on what Bronny um, would do and how that would impact. And that's the thing with LeBron. He's, he's six moves ahead and releasing that story might impact some, you know, political. I just don't think he's interested in us getting to know the real him. Like even on the projects where he is uh, otherwise uh, appearing to be open, he's not. Right. Like, dude, there is such a difference between his barbershop show and Kevin Durant's podcast with Bill Simmons. Like, Durant's just a, like a fucking loose cannon. Right. And LeBron is pretending to be a loose cannon. <laughs> I mean, he's been – and that's, you know, he's been the biggest brand in sports for – 15 years? 15 years. Maybe a little less if we're giving him a couple years to get revved up, but regardless yeah. – he mentions one thing and it's a national topic for, I mean, he has a, a yeah, I'm not being critical to be clear. It's just interesting. Yeah. No, I, and I'm not saying you are, I just, you know, I think that's a, something that's always been fascinating to me is how do you exist as LeBron when literally anything you mention is a topic? Yeah. I mean, he favorites the tweet. It's a topic. A hundred times more so than any likes other. Likes an Instagram player. post, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, likes an Instagram post. Um, 
oh, LeBron said a nice thing about, you know, I mean, he so much as says, I like cheese. And there's going to be people in the cheese lobby running with that for years. (laughs) Yeah. How would you exist under that kind of scrutiny? Because we have our meager followings, you know, for our crappy basketball takes. And even that sometimes feels like it's a lot. Like, man, I don't want to tweet about this because. Because I'll get some bullshit in my mentions. Yeah, exactly. I don't want all these mentions. I don't want people at SB to, you know, feel grief. My other bosses follow me. I don't want them seeing that. Now imagine you're literally the most famous person on the planet other than like the king of some country or the queen of England. I'd like to take a quick aside for everyone to ponder what you don't tweet. (laughs) Me? Given that you're actively filtering (laughs) yourself. Oh man, there's a lot. I probably have like 10 or 15 things a day where I'm like, you know what? Nope. That is too far. Too far. (laughs) Um, Uh, I mean, You've seen me. I dance around. I don't go no. directly vulgar. No, no, you, you, you tell the line. Um, yeah. For better or worse. But, you know, I always joke that, like, the greatest example of LeBron, like, LeBron's faux genuineness is when he went off on Barkley. Because, like, it felt like he just lost his shit on him. But he had, like, nine things ready to say. Oh, yeah. He's or like, the last time he was mad and it turned into a night. So that's the thing. Every time he's mad about something, it turns into a Nike commercial, right? Like he's, <laughs> he's mad at Charles Barkley. And then, Oh, oh here's the Nike commercial. You know, he, uh, he's not a role model. Uh, he's mad at, at um, the dumb Nazi salute lady. I don't remember her name. Laura and, Graham makes it into a documentary. Okay. Well, I was getting into a really interesting thing. Cause I didn't know her name. And uh-huh. I had a good burner about how she hasn't earned me knowing her name. Oh, I'm and sorry. With her crappy, I don't even know, um, I don't know, whatever her name is. But, um, yeah, so he's mad at her. Oh, now he's got a documentary. Like, it, it, every time he's mad at someone or outraged about something, it's, it's, immediately, a, it's immediately a show. So <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Like, it's actually, but, like, your point to your point, and I never really thought about it this way, but you're – I think you're actually spot on. It's the only way he can live. Right. Like, I mean, everything he does is immediately a thing. He doesn't get to just be like Tim Duncan and have some quiet thoughts. Or, you know, Steph Curry. I mean, even Steph. Steph is the second most popular basketball player on the planet. And the disparity of how he's covered. And it's nothing against Steph at all. And it's not saying, you know – it's not a dick measuring contest. Yeah, I always hate that. Like, oh, well, imagine if he were covered that way. It's like, well, do we want him to be? No. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying that in a dick measuring way of, well, LeBron gets this and Steph doesn't. I'm saying, like, the disparity. To contextualize in how, how crazy the LeBron coverage is. Exactly. Like, it's insane how much more under the microscope than literally everybody else he is, other than maybe Tiger Woods when he crashed his car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nobody else has, has been dug through that thoroughly that I can think of. And Yeah, but the uh, thing is, LeBron doesn't really have to fuck up to get that kind of attention. Everyone else right. has to, like, fuck up. Like, if if Steph got caught cheating on his wife or something, like, crazy like that, like, and it was, like, public, then I mean, Steph would get maybe that level of attention that LeBron gets. There's baseball players that have to do that just for you to know who they are. <laughs> 
you know, dude, if, I was, if, some, if some random dude for the Cardinals didn't say some racist shit, like you'd have no idea who he is or who's that. Um, no, he played for the, the Brewers this year. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah the, the guy whose name we don't know. <laughs> well, you know who I'm talking about. And then they all. Uh, wore yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. Cause um, there was that tweet earlier today where the guy was like, y'all think Russ is more athletic than Steph. You all know athleticism more than jumping high and making mean faces. We talked about it earlier on the pod. But I t- wanted to make a, like a, a joke making fun of that guy. So I said, wait, you all think LeBron is more athletic then? And then I was trying to think of a baseball player. I was like, no one knows any baseball players for me to make the joke. So I had to pick Jason Giambi. <laughs> I was like, hey, he's a guy people might still know. Um, it was like, the, uh, what was I going to pick? Mike Mustakis? Yeah, <laughs> look out, guy! No, A Rod doesn't play anymore. Um, and A Rod was like a good athlete. I wanted like a, a a tubby white guy. Oh man, this is you Travis know? Hafner country. You're right there. Yeah, but still, like, how what percentage of of yeah, you know, Twitter true. knows who Travis Hafner is? Yeah, no, Jason Giambi is really the only other guy I can think of too. Yeah, and I had to pick a guy who retired like nine years ago. That's baseball right now. No, I think and I played, like baseball. I think he played for the Indians like three years ago, didn't he? He wasn't retired it? like five, six years ago. Wasn't Tito was the manager when he played? Uh, I don't think so. And he wore a gold thong. What? I remember that man. I hang this out. Is, my- this podcast has become me learning about weird shit about. These girls I hang out with, they're like 2014, baseball. 2014 was his last year. He was 43 years old. <laughs> Good job, Carter. Yeah, between Giambi's <laughs> fu- fucking golden thong and uh, the Austin Carr Twitter like that I only just found out about. Wait, what did Austin Carr like? You know about the alien, right? Throw me some of this. No, what are we talking about? Go to about Austin here? Carr's Twitter right now. We're going to just do this live. All right, Austin. All right, all right. Where you and then go at? to his likes. Oh, it's Cavs basketball time, Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland. His likes. All right, I'm getting there. I got fat thumbs. Takes me a while to type. Still the top one. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is this? Nobody mentioned this. Oh, man. I got to get a screenshot of this. You don't have to get a screenshot. He's never going to unlike it. He liked that like months ago, apparently, and I didn't even notice. Justin told me like two podcasts ago. All right. Oh, yeah. There we go. We got some good swing there. All right. Um, I still don't even know what the tweet is for. Oh, man. Yeah, well, let me go back there. Is that in response to somebody or? Uh, it looks like it was tweeted at a porn model. <laughs> oh my god! It will. Um. Oh no, a host. A host. She's a host. Uh, um, of pornography. And a comedian. Yeah, she's a, so she's a host on Playboy TV, and of the AVN Awards, but she is not a performer. Although if she is a performer, that's totally okay. That's not where we're going. Yeah, we're we're um, we're not we're not a shaming. Uh, yeah, we're podcast. just trying to to find out her direct line of work and put a, a nail on it. Um, oh, I do have to be eighteen or older to view her. Um, oh no, just because it's it's 
got adult content, but on naked content, it looks like. So, All okay. right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, if you want to support the pod, uh, you can go to iTunes, uh, leave us a review. Uh, if you want to get into our uh, exclusive Chase Down Discord chat, you can uh, just shoot a screen grab of that review over to chasedownpod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll shoot you the invite. Uh, so please uh, follow, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, cook the books as much as possible. You can follow uh, Mort. Uh, you'll see his uh, Cavs tweets at, at Fear the Sword. Uh, his personal tweets at uh, Ryan underscore Morton. That's correct, right? That is correct. Yeah, I got it. All right. Didn't even look at them. Um, it's not like we've been friends for several years. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to the pod. Justin will be back on Wednesday. We will talk about all the weirdness that's definitely going to come with LeBron's return. Uh, and uh, we'll have some uh, fun talking about whatever the hell that beatdown's going to be. Uh, what if they win? Oh, my God. What if Jetty block? What if Jetty chases down LeBron? What if it's – do you remember the Baron Davis? Of course you remember oh, the Baron Davis. Of course Davis. I remember yeah. the Baron Davis. What if it's like the Baron Davis game, Ryan Hollins? I'm, I might cry. All right, and, and I know we're signing off, but we need two seconds. Who is the Ryan Hollins on this team? Is it Larry? It's got to be – oh, it, it, Larry would be cool. So the 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 Baron has got to be Colin, right? Yeah, one 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 would assume. Okay, yeah. So Hopefully, there you go. just get them in full meltdown mode, and LeBron's a weirdo. Like that's what you're hoping for every time the Cavs or LeBron plays a loaded game is like him just having a complete weird mental breakdown because he has this from time to time. Um, when he yeah. gets like too hyped like, for a game, he refuses to shoot and. Or like, yeah. yeah, he just gets weird. He has weird games. Anyway, uh, I was mid-sign off. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Mort. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. And as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs, I guess.